What is going on, everyone? Welcome back to another weekly breakdown episode. <laughs> <laughs> I did it wrong. Welcome back to another episode of the weekly breakdown. My name is Josh. And my name is Taylor. And we are the WDW couple. Uh, this week, we are probably going to skip some of the news stories. I threw a couple news stories in that were important. Taylor threw a couple in there. Um, This week we are talking all about food and wine festival. Um, But first and foremost, each and every week, this uh, podcast is brought to you by uh, Go Go Getaways. No matter the destination vacation, (laughs) I need to drink some coffee. This is not going well. Struggling here at the beginning. This is is a real big struggle. (laughs) Uh, Each and every week, this podcast is brought to you by Gold Gal Getaways. No matter the trip, whether you have small kids, big kids, or no kids at all, uh, we have agents who can help you plan your next vacation to Florida or any other destination around the world. You can submit a quote in the show notes, and an agent will get back to you with a quote or more information. Um, And that is literally everywhere. We have agents who have been literally everywhere. Yeah, I saw somebody talking about Vegas the other day. So, not just Disney. We plan trips for everywhere. Uh, This podcast is also brought to you by JTR Media. If you guys don't know, this is a new uh, little side hustle Taylor and I have kind of started. (laughs) Um, Already have some bookings, which is awesome. Mm -hmm. So, thank you guys so much for that. But this is basically just a, um, a little side hustle that we are doing, trying to create magical memories for you guys uh, mm-hmm. through the use of video. So if you would be interested in doing that, you can request a quote or get more information in the show notes down below, um, and I'll get back to you as soon as I can. And don't forget, we are going on our first Royal Caribbean group cruise with Gold Gal Getaways and the WDW Couple. It's a seven-night Eastern Caribbean cruise on the Harmony of the Seas. January 26, 2020 is when we set sail out of Port Canaveral. And you can still join us. You can fill out a quote in the show notes. Yeah, we actually just had our family just actually yes, we recently did. booked, like within like the last week, week, I think. Yeah. So, very cool. Uh, this, this year, I don't even know how to say this because it's not what it is supposed to be, but, um, it's within the school year, but it's not within this year. (laughs) If you want to put it that way. (laughs) Uh, this year for the, this year for marathon weekend, I am doing the dopey challenge. If you guys don't know, that is a run Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. It's a 5k, 10k half in full. Um, but I am doing that with the Dragon Master Foundation. Uh, this is a foundation that was set to beat childhood brain cancer. So uh, part of this and what I'm doing and training and running is all for the benefit of that organization. So uh, as part of that, I am trying to raise some money for them. So if you can or would be willing to or know somebody who uh, may find it interesting or helpful in any other way, mm-hmm. um, there is a link in the show notes for you to head on over to the Dragon Master Foundation page for myself and uh, donate a few dollars. That would be amazing. And I would really appreciate it. And so would a ton of other people. Yeah. And this week's top stories is very short. I know we skipped this in our last podcast, maybe even the podcast before that, because we had such big topics to talk about. I think we skipped it in the last two. Yeah, and then this week, we actually almost skipped it again because Food and Wine Festival is also another hot topic, but there were a few things I briefly wanted to mention because they were just announced this week, and I think it's kind of a big deal. So from Universal, 
starting on September. I can hear you breathing into the mic. <laughs> I can't hear Dragon you. Dragon Master that. Foundation. I can't, <laughs> I can't hear you doing that. I don't have headphones on. Okay. Um, from Universal, starting on September 14th on select nights through November 15th, you can experience an exciting new display of magic in the wizarding world of Harry Potter. At Hogsmeade with Dark Arts at Hogwarts Castle, an ominous new spectacle of music, lights, and special effects. So, um, I know they do a holiday show, um, and they may even do like a regular time castle show. It's like basically a projection show and lasers and stuff on the castle at, at Hogwarts and Hogsmeade. So, they are doing a Dark Arts one, which I kind of think is like a because of Halloween time and Halloween Maybe. Horror Nights. So that's kind of the time period they're doing it. So It's another thing that we've never actually seen. No, we have never, never seen the it. lights and projections on Hogwarts. So. Hogwarts? Yeah. Uh, so I'm looking forward to that. And then we have a couple things coming from Disney. And I don't know if Josh saw these things announced yesterday. Um, but Mobile Order is coming to Star Wars Galaxy's Edge at the Walt Disney World Resort. I know a lot of people are really excited about this, but before I jump into it, note that if for some reason Galaxy's Edge hits capacity, if you mobile order, that does not guarantee you access into the <laughs> land. You have to be in the land That's funny. to be able to do it. They did put that in like their announcement of it, so... Anyway, starting this week, guests can save time and skip the lines to order their food at three new locations in Batu using the My Disney Experience app. The newest locations accepting mobile orders in Star Wars Galaxy's Edge include the Milk Stand, Ronto Roasters, oh, the Milk Stand and Ronto Roasters, which started yesterday, and then Docking Bay 7, Food and Cargo, which started today. So this is a brand new announcement, and it's already happening. That's uh, it's pretty interesting that you can mobile order for the milk stand. I find that very interesting. I do too. And you know, when we have been there, the lines for those places actually have not been that long. Now we did go for a pass holder preview, and we did go for extra extra magic hours. So maybe that's why. Maybe no, I mean, even when we went back, that line for the milk stand, the milk was, stand was pretty, pretty long. long. But, I mean, it wouldn't have been more than, like, 10 minutes. But, anyway, if you're kind of in a hurry, you're on the go, and you just want to grab your food and keep moving on, this is a great option for you. And it's a great option if there is a long line. And also, last thing from our news stories this week is that Epcot International Festival of the Arts is returning to Epcot. And it will be from January 17th to February 24th, 2020. And... I think this is the third, fourth one. I think it's the third. It's either the third or fourth. 2017 be, was the first one. So it'd be the third 17, one. 17, 18, 19, 20. Oh, yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I forgot what year it so was. So I think this is the fourth one. I forgot what year well, it was. That's pretty cool. That is pretty cool. So we'll Yeah, because it started our first winter down here, yep. which is cool. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we were part of that. Yeah. That's awesome. This will be a good time. But anyway... We're moving on. We don't want to stick on the news too much this week because we want to talk about food and wine. Yes, we do. And on to this week's breakdown. Uh, just so you guys may have noticed that there's a coffee pot here brewing. Yeah, because I need some coffee. Um, and if you're not watching the YouTube video and listening to the podcast <laughs> in your car. We had to take a quick break <laughs> to cook, start cooking dinner, get back into this. And I had the opportunity to brew some coffee. So Getting I got the French out. press ready here. Anyways. 
On to this week's breakdown, we are talking all about 2019 Epcot Food and Wine Festival at Walt Disney World. And uh, while I will always say that uh, Flower and Garden Festival, I'm holding up my Flower and Garden mug, uh, Taylor has one too, um, is my favorite festival of all the festivals that are Epcot, um, mm-hmm. Food and Wine is still very special. I mean, they've got yeah. 32 booths to choose from, from all around the world. For the most part. Um, if you guys don't know if this is totally brand new to you or you're mm-hmm. thinking about it, um, the Food and Wine Festival runs from August 29th through November 23rd. Now, I don't know. Is that extended at all from last year? Did it run that long last year? I'm pretty sure it's a little bit longer than last year. I feel like it's a little bit longer, but, you know, yeah. I mean, we could have done more research, I suppose. We probably could have. <laughs> but we didn't. So, um while we are talking about this, if you're listening and not driving at the same time or whatever, um, you can find a link to all of the food booths uh, on our website and in the show notes, uh, wherever that's linked at, down below or someplace else. I'm not sure. I, I kind of figured uh, if you haven't already, we, we did go to opening day, mm-hmm. which was awesome. We were there for extra magic hours. We got to ride Frozen with no weight at all. I walked on three times. She walked on three <laughs> times, and then I went and I shot video. Um, if you guys haven't seen that video yet, uh, I would encourage you to go back, maybe pause this podcast if you're watching on YouTube, um, and go check out our first day there. It was a lot of fun. Um, and we'll we, watch it after this. Or watch it after this. We tried uh, some of the new booths, and so I think that that is probably mm-hmm. the best place to start for today's podcast. As well, for those out there listening, it's talking about what is new this year, because there are three new food booths and before we continue on i did just check oh um, shoot oh gotta press that french press this is gonna be a little dark i totally forgot about it oh boy oh, oh no you some. got coffee grounds on the white table but anyway um last year oh, the I'm 2018 sorry. food and wine festival oh yeah that's real nice i like that does it make you have to pee i don't know but can we do this every episode because i really enjoy that sound <laughs> Last year, the 2018 Food and Wine Festival at Epcot went from August 30th to November 12th. So this year it wow. is a little bit longer. That's about two weeks? Almost two weeks. A week or two longer? Yeah, totally. Like, that's crazy. So do we have a napkin in here by chance? That's going to bother you the whole time, isn't it? Yeah. We don't have a napkin in here. Uh. Okay. There we go. Moving on. So, we're not talking about last year, though. We are talking about this year, 2019, and what is new. And there is actually quite a few things that are new this year. A few things, yep. First thing we can talk about is the Alps, which is a whole new booth this year in Norway. Norway has not had a booth, like, ever. So, this is really exciting. So, of course, this booth is established in 2019. Uh, I would just like to state for the record that... uh the Alps, which is Swiss-inspired dishes, is nowhere near Norway. I know. I know. But there has never been a booth Earth. near the Norway Pavilion this is, is what I mean. This is true. This is true. This is true. So the closest food I and digress. wine festival booths to the Norway Pavilion have been clear over in Mexico at the start of World Showcase yep. and then in China. Yeah. So nothing has ever been located in the Norway Pavilion area. That is what I meant to say. I will specify next time. <laughs> <laughs> I, I just wanted to point out, I mean, like, you know. No, people, but you are right because this is not Norwegian confused. type food. 
you know, I mean, for the most part, they there are some countries that get kind of mixed in in between in the yes. kind of like transition between the physical countries that are in Epcot. Mm-hmm. Um, and this one is located physically in Norway. It's not in a transition period between like Norway and China or Norway and Mexico. This is located in and people might be like, you're an idiot. Why are you talking? Like, why does this matter? And it just to me, it just kind of matters because, you know, it should be unique to Norway and not Switzerland. But that's okay because people understand what maybe Swiss food is compared to food from Norway. Maybe. So I, maybe I don't know. that is why they chose to do this. But anyway, they have a couple new food items, obviously, because this is a new booth. Yep. And we did try all three food items. Josh went all out and he walked up and he ordered all the things. So darn right I did. <laughs> So they have a warm Swiss cheese with baby potatoes and basically baby pickles and a baguette. And you weren't going to try and pronounce those. No, I'm not going to try and pronounce some of these words because there's no way I'm going to get that right. Uh, They're in the show notes. (laughs) But we tried that. And then they also had a venison stew with crushed potatoes. And then their dessert option is a blueberry and almond fragipan tart with creme fraiche cream and blue diamond almonds and then they have a couple beverage options um and the beverage option that we chose to get which we would have enjoyed most and we did thoroughly enjoy it because it was super hot out was the frozen rosé or as most people call it frosé they do have um three different types of wines though and you can get a a, a wine flight which is available as well. Yes. Um, and like I said, we tried all three food options. And I think our favorite one was probably that venison stew, which it, I thought it was really good. Yeah, the venison stew was great. Um, the Swiss cheese and baby potatoes really missed the mark. The picture that they show is definitely not how it is presented to you. The Swiss cheese, I think, was not on the bread. It was on the potatoes. Um, and it just it, it really missed the mark. For me See, on, on being I a thought, food and wine dish. Yeah, I thought it was going to be more of like the way it's in the picture that they present from the food and wine festival on the Disney World website. I thought it was going to be more of like a melty cheese on the right. food where it was kind of like it was melty when they put it on. And then as soon as you walk away from the booth, like, yeah, that's it. Like, it's not it doesn't stay melted. Um, And like, yeah, like what Josh said, I kind of wanted that to be on the bread. And it was mostly on the potatoes on the plate that we got. Yeah. And I, and I would say that this is a miss. I, I think if you're coming here, um, I, I would probably skip this. However, we will get to this later on, I think, in this topic or in, in this discussion. This year they are doing something new that they have not done before. They are um, kind of grabbing from Festival of the Holidays. And I, I'm going to try and make it a point to get over there and try this oh, out. Oh, yeah. But they're doing a cheese trail, and this dish is part of that cheese trail. It is. Um, It's basically a bunch of dishes that have cheese in them or are based mostly on cheese. Like cheese is the featured item in the dish. So very similar to that, and and, and we'll talk about it later. But um, I think that this dish personally was a big miss. I don't think it was that great. Uh, I don't even think you tried the blueberry almond fragipan, right? No, I didn't because you threw Um, it away before I had a chance. Or did you eat the whole thing? No, you I didn't. Know. You didn't try it. You didn't want it. You still didn't answer my question. Did you throw it away or I, did you eat the whole thing? No, I threw it away. But I exactly. didn't throw it away without asking you. Um, maybe you're right. Maybe I did say I didn't I, want I know. to try it. 
because you don't because like I still had to go to China at that point. Yeah. But anyway, we are getting off topic. Well, I was just going <laughs> to say that the blueberry almond fragipan as well was not very good. It was way too dry. It was missing. Uh, it was missing something to, I think, moisten it up a little bit. I know people probably don't like that word, moisten, but it was just it was too dry for me. I I didn't like it. Um, it needed so it had like the creme fraiche on the top, but it still needed like what Josh, at least the way he described it, it needed something like actually in the tart itself. Like it almost like it the, didn't the, have the, like a custard in the tart, like a typical tart. Yeah, rice. yeah. And, and I, I think, think that, that was the problem. Yeah, and I think that's what it was. So, but I mean, the venison stew, I would easily come back and get that again. It was great, uh, you know, in the frozen rosé. Oh yeah, I will definitely get that again. Oh, it was delicious. Was it was awesome. so refreshing. Josh finished it off before I had a chance to get a second sip. I was I a did. little salty about that. I did. So uh, the second new booth that they have this year, which is one of my favorites, um, I'm going to have to come back and try the food because we didn't try the food Yeah, here. we definitely, they only have like two things, but we're definitely yeah. going to come back here. This was a good booth. It was. Um, <laughs> this is the Appleseed Orchard. It's located in Canada and it's actually located inside of Canada's Circle Vision uh, 3D show. Is it 3D? It is not 3D. You wrote Vision 3D. Circle Vision. There's no 3D there. What are you talking about? <laughs> um, yeah, anyways, but it's located inside of Canada's Circle Vision, so it's actually not running at all right now. Um, which I think is, I may have is... gotten that confused with Muppet Vision 3D. <laughs> <laughs> That's hilarious. Anyway. Um, but it's a, it's a cool place to actually be able to walk into. It's air-conditioned, so you kind of get a break from the heat. Um it's a, huge it's a huge area. Yeah, it's a huge space, which is really nice. It was wonderful to go it's really in there. Nice. Um, they've got two options here for food. They've got the charcuterie and cheese plate featuring Burton's Maplewood Farm Applejack Brandy Barrel Aged Maple Syrup. That is a mouthful. <laughs> wow, it was. And caramel apple popcorn. Um, mm -hmm. haven't, I, I think, I honestly, I would probably skip the apple popcorn. I think a lot of people are buying it for the little apple that it comes in. It does. In. It comes in a souvenir apple. And it's really cute. You could probably buy it on Amazon for like two bucks. But, but the thing is, it's kind of a souvenir thing from Food and Wine Festival because it says Appleseed Orchard Epcot oh, International okay. Food and Wine Festival I gotcha. 2019 on. And I checked because I wasn't going to get one and I still haven't, but I'd like to get one when we go back. But when I was thinking about it, I'm like, well, let me see if it even has something on it. And I saw it had like the whole logo on there, which I thought was really cool. So a nice little souvenir you can get if you want some caramel apple popcorn. Yeah. Then we're going to talk about the beverages and they've got a huge long list. I don't know that I'm going to read list. them all, uh, but I will highlight for me what was great, which is uh, the ciders that they have here. This is going to be if you're a fan of ciders, you're looking for the cider flight. This is where it's going to be at this year. We've got a... Cider Boys Lemoncello Hard Cider, uh, a Collective Arts Brewing Cherry Apple Hard Cider, and then Woodchuck Hard Cider Spiced Apple. Um, three totally different types. The Lemoncello was really good. The Lemoncello was really good. It was light, had that nice lemon. Uh, I, I, I almost want to say lemonade, but Lemoncello is nothing like lemonade. No, uh, it's, it's just totally very different. like citrusy and it's just lemony. Yeah. But... It's different because it's in a cider. It was yeah. really good. Um, and then the the Collective Arts one, that was that cherry apple hard cider. I think that really missed the mark for me. That's from Canada. Mm -hmm. um, so kind of nice to have an actual drink from Canada in Canada, but I think it kind of missed the mark for me. The spiced apple hard cider is actually more of like what you would get when you would buy like an apple cider from the store. 
you know, spice crushed apples that they, they make with mm-hmm. that. But they have got over 10 different drinks that you can get here, both beer and wine. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I would love to be able to connect with somebody who is a beer or wine aficionado and just kind of take them around, follow them around and kind of get their point. Because I think a lot of people would like us to be able to review some more of that stuff. Mm-hmm. But well, our friend Josh likes beer. Yes, he We're does. We're just going to drag him there. <laughs> He doesn't, but we want, don't have he doesn't anybody... want a negative connotation thrown in that, that he likes to drink beer too much because he doesn't. But but it's food and wine festival, so it, it's okay. It, it's food and wine. That's right. Um, <laughs> they, so, we don't have anybody that yeah. likes wine. But let me add here, they do have a frozen apple pie non-alcoholic drink. So if you're looking forward to going in there and trying some of the ciders or getting a beer flight or wine or whatever, you can also go in there and you could get your child the caramel apple popcorn or frozen apple pie. Or if you, you just don't like to drink, because I know some people out there don't like to drink and there's some days I'm not in the mood to drink. So, I mean, it, it's right now it is so hot. It is really tough to go there and drink anything. It, yeah, it is. Other than water. Yep. Yeah, and I don't know if Josh mentioned this, but they do also have wine flights available there as well. And there is a third new booth this year. It is the Donut Box, which is actually not opening until the beginning of October. It's going to be over near Test Track. Um, I know they used to have the Taste Track over there, so I'm wondering if this is replacing that. Yeah, I'm not sure. Um, so for food, they're going to have a sweet corn fritter with Fresno and red pepper jelly, which I think that could be interesting. That sounds like something you would eat at Boatwrights for some reason. I, I feel like we've gotten sweet corn fritters from someplace else, but uh, yeah. I'm interested to try this whenever it opens up. Yeah, and then they also are going to have a strawberry dusted yeast donut. Oh, not A. They're going to have they're going to have these uh, strawberry dusted yeast donut holes. I hope there's more than one. <laughs> it would be a really big donut hole. So the beverages that they will have here are a strawberry smoothie made with Blue Diamond Almond Breeze almond milk. This is a non-alcoholic beverage. And then they're going to have a Central 28 Beer Company Boston Cream Donut Ale. And a black and white coffee cocktail garnished with a fresh yeast donut and with chocolate espresso bean crumbles. Now, I don't see this mentioned in this description, but from the photos from Food mm-hmm. & Wine, this strawberry smoothie made with the Blue Diamond Almond Breeze Almond Milk shows it with the strawberry dusted yeast donut holes. Yes, it does. But it's not mentioned in the thing. So I'd be interested. To, I mean, hopefully it is because that, that looks really yeah, good. I it would does. Love I would like to try those. To have that. Yeah. The black and white coffee cocktail looks really good based on the picture. Um, I mean, maybe the donut helps make it look good. Maybe. Yeah, I don't know. But, but hopefully yeah. that's like the fake. I like the fake strawberry yeah. milkshake. Well, so this year they don't have the, or was that at Flower and Garden that they have the almond stand? No, I think it's at Flower and Garden. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's kind of what I was thinking about when I was reading this. And then um, the taste track that they have that has the... Um, the donuts, the cro- the cronuts, the croissant donuts. Was that a taste track? Yeah. Yeah. Um, but they're doing like a whole construction and like refurbishment thing over near Test Track. So that's why this one isn't opening up until the beginning of October. And so those are pretty much all the new booths for this year. But there are still some new food items at returning booths. There are. And 
I'm not sure that we actually even tried any of these new food items at the booths. But I mean, we, we haven't tried them yet, no. No, we haven't. Um, but we will mention them here for you so you know what you can look forward to if you haven't been yet. And so this is actually a booth that we have never eaten anything from during the Food and Wine Festival. And that is Thailand. So I feel like we should probably just try something there just to say we've tried something there. Um, but this year, they are serving a shrimp with cold noodle salad. This is their new dish they added to their menu this year. And I know they always have something that's got like a peanut sauce with it, like chicken or something. So it always smells good there. And I like Asian-inspired food, so. Yeah, we've never gotten anything from Thailand. I, I think that. what always turns me away is like things like this where... It's the shrimp and the cold noodles. I just don't like eating cold noodles. I want my noodles to be warm. Oh. So, but anyways, <laughs> I mean, there, there's always favorites that we have every year. There's always booths that we always find ourselves going back to. And then there's some booths that we still have not tried something from. And I think this year is, is definitely going to be something to try and do differently. Yeah. To try something from something that we haven't actually done before. Yeah. So, um, another one is the Islands of Caribbean, which will be serving... Uh, jerk spiced chicken in all new ways this year. Jerk spiced chicken is served with roasted sweet plantain salad and a mango chutney, which actually sounds pretty good. I think we have tried stuff from Islands of Caribbean before. Yeah, they have that really good like sugarcane shrimp or whatever. Oh, yes. Oh, that is and awesome. let's briefly mention this because I actually cut it out of our food and wine festival video. Josh got a mojito from there, a frozen mojito. Yeah, I can't believe you cut that out. That was, um, that was, that was uh, very important. Uh, well, to we're going to put it in right now on the podcast so we can discuss. <laughs> I'll have to add it to the next food and wine video, too. But, um, oh yeah, gosh. so as we were leaving, uh, after we, we finished eating over at the Alps in Mexico or China. China, we were on our way out. Taylor thought about getting something from Mexico. We didn't. We kept going by. And we're walking past this booth, Islands of the Caribbean, right? Mm-hmm. Taylor said, oh, they have a frozen mojito. I thought, well, sign me up. So I walked right back. I got in line. Bought my frozen mojito, go to the counter, she takes my receipt, she hands me my drink, and it is not frozen. It is liquid. At all. <laughs> um, it was chilled. Yeah. Now, I don't know if that's because it was the first day, because they apparently were selling them so quickly that they couldn't keep them frozen. Um, I think that they were probably just slow behind, and they just didn't have a chance to get them actually frozen. I don't think they were selling that many because mm -hmm. it's an expensive Well, I mean, this actually mojito. happened like the first year that we went to Food and Wine Festival. They weren't frozen yet, so they actually weren't even selling them until yes. they were frozen. And um, and I think that's a really important point to make, too, is that, and I, and I said this to the girl, and I wasn't trying to be rude, but I don't want to purchase that if it's not frozen. Um, and, and, a, and a very good point that I would like to make of this is that a drink that it should be frozen when it is served not frozen can have a completely different taste. Um, it did. This literally tasted like I was drinking a bottle of mouthwash. It did. Spearmint. <laughs> like peppermint. Not peppermint, but it's like a spearmint mouthwash. Yeah. And it was awful. Now, I mean, I drank it because I paid $10 for it. Mm -hmm. And and I guess and I it probably was a small cup. And that's the thing. And and we'll talk about more about this later. But um, and I probably could have gone back and said, hey, I, I want my money back because this is this is ridiculous. But yeah. I said to her, I said, you know, if they're not frozen, then the people at the register need to tell people that because I don't want to buy it. Because I don't want to buy it. Exactly. I mean, I want it to be frozen. It's mm -hmm. hot. 
I want to feel like I'm being relieved while Hence I'm drinking the point alcohol. Of ordering a frozen mojito and so putting that on the menu. I, you know, <laughs> and, and I'll step down off of off of the the soapbox here, but uh, yeah. So it was a disappointing moment for the day, but was. everything it, else was pretty good. Yeah, but it's definitely you know those types of things will keep you like it will make me not want to go back to this booth. I mean, I'm going to go back to this booth because I'm going to. But. Yeah, but for somebody that can't come back. Or this is their one and only stop at Food yeah. and Wine Festival for the for their vacation. And you're left with that. It's kind of disappointing. So Absolutely. And that's not something you should have to check on either. Like, they should be telling you that. Yep. So. Not sell it or let me know at the booth yeah. or at the register. So we will continue on into Africa. And they are serving a new vegan dish this year. It's the Spicy Kenyan Vegan Githeri. Githeri? Guess as good as mine. <laughs> With white beans, pigeon peas, curry rice pilaf, and a... I should have let Josh read this. Uh, kachumbari? Kachumbari slaw. Kachumbari slaw. I have no idea. I'm just making it up with an accent. See, I was actually thinking that we should do like a vegan video from Food and Wine, but there are things like this that I would not like. Oh, I would totally eat this. I, so I'm, we could do I'm a willing, vegan video and think, you would eat that? I think if we do a vegan video, it should just be Josh's vegan. Uh, vegan. And I'll just come along and be your cameraman for the day. Josh's vegan. Josh's vegan trap. No, Josh's something. Somebody can let me know in the comments down below or whatever. <laughs> Send me an email. I don't care. Uh, come up with a really cool title for that. But that's what we'll do. Yeah, I would love to go around. Uh, world showcase around the booth and try we've actually been talking about dishes. this for like two years and we just haven't done yeah. it yet because I, I, so. I, I actually i love vegan food i like steak and, it's too hard to and make, chicken it, and you like fish and it's too hard to make a lot of vegan stuff taste well so. it really is so i i honestly would enjoy this because i think the food would be seasoned and taste well here at food and wine festival so yeah, we'll see uh, another new addition this year is in the Next Eats area. This is uh, located by... Next Eats is kind of right behind um, the Club Cool area. That's exactly or, what I was trying to think of. Or Club like cool. if, you, or if you're on your way to the Imagination Pavilion. Yeah, sorry. I had a total brain fart there. But um, this Next Eats area in- includes Coastal Eats, Active Eats, Earth Eats. Mm-hmm. I think that's all the eats. Uh, But new to Coastal Eats specifically this year is a Pacifico striped bass tostada with slaw and fire roasted uh, tomatillo sauce. And uh, okay, quesadilla, tomatillo, tomatillo. Oh my gosh, and don't make yourself a dang quesadilla. (laughs) uh, And shorts brewing company Mule Beer. Uh, which is a festival exclusive, so that that's pretty cool. It's it is cool mm-hmm. to kind of see some uh, some exclusive things just for food and wine. But, yeah, especially like a drink like that. Um, but this looks good. I would definitely try this as well. Striped mm-hmm. bass. Uh, I love fish, so this is yeah. right up my alley. I mean, alley. it honestly looks good from the picture, and I saw somebody post about it on the opening day of Food and Wine Festival, and it looked really good. So mule beer, I can skip, but yeah, we'll we'll stick to the food. Um, and then from Active Eats, they have a new fruit and nut snack bar. This is made with pecans, almonds, toasted coconut, chocolate chips, and drizzled chocolate on top. Oh, this that looks good, I, too. As soon as I saw it, I was like, this is something Josh would want to try. Yeah, th- this is like a... So Active Eats is basically, you know, kind of stuff for, you know, on the go, a little bit more healthier options. Mm-hmm. Except um, they have mac and cheese there. 
Oh, do they add active that's beets? That's where the active. That's where the active. Oh, well, the active. That's where the mac and cheese is at. I stand corrected on the statements that I just made, but that's where they had the green juice. I'm pretty sure. Oh yeah, the the green juice that wasn't even fresh pressed, like yes. it said in the book last year. Yeah, they poured and then they ended up bottle. changing it. Don't you remember that? They changed it on the menu. Yeah. Well. <laughs> <laughs> Another prime example of when Josh orders something and darn it doesn't get what he wants. Oh my gosh. Side note, I just have to tell this story as well. I actually, I think I did mention this in the video, but when Josh, Hannah, and myself did a little beer drink crawl that around. That was at Flower and Garden, right? No, this was uh, just a couple weeks ago over at the Swan oh, and Dolphin. Oh, I thought I was thinking about We went over place. to Abracadabra. I looked the lady. I looked our server in the face. I looked into, into the, the windows, windows of, of her soul, <laughs> and said, "I would like." I don't even remember what it is now, but specifically stated that Josh and Hannah were right there. They heard exactly what I stated, and I kid you not. It's a good thing that I'm not like a confrontational person for the most part. She comes back and says, "Hey, is I it wasn't o- there. Is it okay if I give you?" The magic drink that isn't even magic anymore because we don't pour them together to change colors. Because I physically rang it up wrong in the register. you like, I mean, come on. What in the world is going on here? I order something and she, she comes back and asks me if it's okay to give me something else because she rang it up wrong. I don't know what's going on. I always have like the worst, I have the worst time with these types of things. I should have just been like, no, bring me what I ordered. But I'm not like, you know, I, I I try not to be confrontational about things. So So then Josh ended up drinking a drink that he didn't like. Yeah, I did. Because it was too sweet for him. I did. <laughs> but if you haven't watched that video and you'd like to see that, go ahead and go check that out. Another shameless plug for us. It was a it was a good video otherwise besides that one part. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> um, but then Australia is serving up a new deconstructed pavlova, which is made with pastry cream, citrus, macerated berries, and lemon myrtle meringue. What on earth is a pavlova? Pavlova is a meringue. That's why I don't like it. You have to watch um, Zumbo's Desserts um, on Netflix. So those are a couple of like the new things that are As here this year. As we Key and Peel <laughs> episodes over here. Well, yeah, I know. <laughs> We quote all kinds of stuff. Um, but that is just kind of a taste of like some of what is new this year, which is um, pretty exciting. Mm-hmm. I mean, again, there's always some really great favorites that we have every single year. Yeah. And I'm honestly not sure. There might even be some other new things that we didn't mention. Um, those were just the things that I noticed looking through the menus that yeah. I didn't remember from last year. Um, so a couple of things that I just want to kind of briefly talk about is... <laughs> Um, and, and just for us to kind of discuss is like, how does this compare to other festivals? And that is not just festivals here that co- that, that like exist throughout the year in Epcot, but also comparing them to SeaWorld, also comparing them to uh, Busch Gardens Beer Fest. Obviously, when we compare this to other festivals throughout the year, specifically talking about Epcot, uh, I think that this is the longest running one. I think it outbeats mm-hmm. Flower and Garden Festival. Yeah, of course, Flower and Garden does. did run a little bit longer this past year. Mm-hmm. Um, not as many booths. At Flower and Garden. No. Um, and that's the same across Festival of Holidays and Festival of the Arts, which we mentioned that is also returning this year. And I'm sure... Uh, Festival I'm sure, of the Holidays is as well. They already yeah, announced yeah, that. Yeah, they, they announced that like, you know, in April after Festival of the Arts <laughs> ended. Flower and Garden started. Just in case anybody was interested, you know. But it's good. I mean, this is this is by far the one festival in Epcot that has more booths, more options 
than anything else. Mm-hmm. Um, traditionally, they have a lot of seminars, uh, yes. a lot of celebrity chefs that come in and, and do the seminars, but they have some other things that go on as well. Uh, I don't know, or maybe that is that Flower and Garden that they normally would have, um, or they would set up right there in the entrance of World Showcase. Oh, for the Chew? The Chew. No, Chew use, comes to Food and Wine or they come to Flower and Garden? Crap, I don't remember now. I can't remember either. But along those same lines, you know, obviously right now Epcot is in this drastic transition that hasn't fully begun yet, but it will be starting soon, where we don't really have a dedicated festival center. Um, mm-hmm. I think they've even moved it again this year because well, Odyssey really is closed. Isn't one at all. Right, Odyssey is closed. I'm assuming mm-hmm. that that is for them to start renovating it and, and destroying and gutting the inside. But basically, if you're coming to find stuff, you're going into the shops that are right there in World Showcase uh, at the beginning of World Showcase. Yeah, you can also World Showcase Promenade. Uh, is that what they call it? Yeah, I think so. I think so. Um, so you can actually get some of the merchandise in Mouse Gear. You can get some of the merchandise in the World Showcase shops right at the beginning. There's also some like stands and kiosks throughout World Showcase that have some of the merchandise. Mm-hmm. The thing that I think is really sad, though, I was watching our video from Food and Wine Festival last year before we did our video for this year, and we went into the little Giardelli area, or Giardelli, however you say it. Giraldi's. Giraldi's. <laughs> we walked into that little area, and you could look at the sculptures made out of chocolate. Well, this year, there was no festival center, so you couldn't do that. Yeah. So they're definitely missing... The festival center, which I cannot wait until that festival center is built. Yeah, I mean. So that we have a dedicated area for all the festivals. And I'm sure if there isn't a festival going on, they'll either be getting ready for the next one or something else will be going on in there at the time. And you know what's interesting too is that they haven't announced any of these Epcot restoration updates, transformations yet. But to me, it kind of seems like the pavilion for these festivals should be the first thing to be constructed. I mean... That, that's really yeah. part of the festivals is having that dedicated show space for them to do a lot of the stuff and it's missing. And, I, and, and for me, at least, person, and a lot of people may not care at all. They, they may not care about that. But for me, I think that that is a big piece of Food and Wine Festival. So in 2016, 17, and 18, every year, as soon as we got into Epcot, we'd get there before the park opened. We'd rope drop it. And we rope dropped the festival center. We walked right to the festival center, looked around, figured out what was going on. We would look at the merchandise. And we basically spent almost two hours in there up until the actual World Showcase and all the booths would open at 11 a.m. Yeah. And it was nice. It was a nice place. I mean, even on a hot day, it was another place you could escape. escape like a, escape. Escape uh, from the heat, which was really nice. So... We actually just took a break. We are coming back now because we uh, ate dinner and we had some friends over. So not exactly sure where, where we, we we have an idea of where we left off. So if we repeat ourselves, we'll cut that out. And yeah, if we it was kind of a spontaneous thing that seem happened. to leave something out, uh, eh, just go with it. So um, I think where we were at was comparing festivals. We were comparing them to, to Festival of the Arts. We were comparing mm-hmm. it to Flower and Garden. Uh festival of the holidays mm-hmm. um but one thing that i had noted on here that i really wanted to talk about and comparing it to is seven seas food festival and beer fest over at bush gardens yeah so 
Seven Seas Food Festival is over at SeaWorld. We've we've done a video, uh, I think, every time for like the last. Well, we've done one couple every last two years. What am I trying to say? Yeah, I'm not sure. I don't know either. <laughs> it's late and now I'm tired, and oh I don't want to drink any coffee. I won't go to sleep. No, but I've always really enjoyed Seven Seas Food Festival in comparison to Food and Wine Festival. Obviously, it's a little bit different, but it's around the same basis where there's booths around SeaWorld and then you can go and purchase small plates, beverages. Um, Now, theirs is a little different because, and same with Busch Gardens, they have some stands that are just alcohol or drinks and not food. I don't know if you remember that. And another big difference, too, which is something that I would like to see Epcot get back into doing, because they used to do this, uh, is that they offer you the opportunity to purchase uh, basically a punch card at a discounted price. And obviously, the more punches that you purchase, or however you want to say it, um, you know, the greater the savings that you would get. So Mm -hmm. uh, usually 7Cs over at SeaWorld, they do like a... 15 or 20 punch card you know it's that, like their biggest one and it saves you maybe i don't know 15 10 or 15 bucks overall yeah, it does and you know epcot used to do something like that as well but they have stopped doing that in recent years mm-hmm. I, I don't know why and you know I, I think one thing that would be nice is to see that come back but and another thing too to compare it if you are coming around uh seven seasons usually in the spring in the spring around flower and garden if you're ever interested and you're kind of caught between the two. Um, if you have the opportunity to, to do them both, do them both. But, like, one thing that's nice about Seven Seas is that the portions, I think, are larger. They do have some pretty big portions. And they're there. a greater value for your money. Mm-hmm. Uh, even when it comes to, to drinks. Because I think a lot of times... They weren't full size. For the punch cards. But if you purchase that drink, it is a full-size drink. Right. Even at the... You know, even at Food and Wine and, and Flower and Garden, when you purchase a drink by itself, so if I go and I and I do a cider instead of doing a flight, even getting that single cider, I'm still not really getting that big of a glass. Yeah, right? it's a small cup. Seven Seas Beer Fest, you're getting like a 16 ounce almost, I think, in most yeah, cases. Yeah, if, if you're purchasing it, where with the punch card, you do get like a smaller sample size, but... One of the other nice things with Seven Seas Food Festival and Beer Fest is that you can buy different sized punch cards. Mm-hmm. So you can get like 5, 10, 15, whatever. And then if you're an annual pass holder, you can get a discount and get like the highest w- amount of punches for uh, the price of like the one before that. Yeah, so, normally. So you actually save a little bit of more money. Um, but I really wish Epcot would do something like that because... It would definitely benefit us, you know, where we're going a lot. Yeah. Not necessarily a lot, but we go a couple times a year anyway. Yeah, for sure. I mean, we didn't even really talk about Beer Fest that much, but I mean, Beer Fest is kind of like the same idea. Yeah. Um, it only it's runs... Like Bush Gardens, Tampa Bay. Yeah, and it only runs for just a few weekends. Uh, I think maybe three or four, and that's it. Yeah, so it was short. They also had another food festival earlier in the year that we went to oh yeah they did and i i can't remember what it is off the top of my head i think it was like the first one wasn't it maybe and before we jump into the next topic um something i was thinking about is um i think we briefly mentioned it but food and wine festival is basically just the big version of 
Flower and Garden, Festival of the Holidays, and Festival of the Arts. And then something that I like about those other three festivals that doesn't really happen with food and wine is they're more themed. We love Flower and Garden because of all the topiaries and all the flowers and some extra things you can do with like gardening and nature and stuff. And then Festival of the Holidays obviously is holiday themed where around all the countries you can celebrate like their version of Christmas basically. It's like their version of the Christmas story um, with their country. And then with Festival of the Arts it's basically all different kinds of art throughout World Showcase. And then they actually kind of try to make some of the food, um, like, artistic and plated very well. And, oh, and actually with Flower and Garden Festival, they, they call it, like, fresh Epcot. So they try to use a lot of, like, not that they don't use fresh ingredients at the other festivals, but, like, they try to use, like, more, like, brighter flavors, I feel like. We like all the festivals, but Flower and Garden is always my favorite because I love the topiaries. It just makes Epcot so pretty. Yeah. Uh, another question that a lot of people ask is how much does it cost uh, going to Food and Wine? And that really varies depending on what you're looking to do. It does. And a lot of people actually ask, does it cost anything extra to do the festival besides your park ticket? And you can actually go to around to all the booths. You can see all the stuff that they have there, all the displays and everything. Mm-hmm. Just included with your park admission. The only thing that is extra is if you do purchase food and beverage. Basically, you can expect to pay anywhere on average is probably five to six dollars per food item. Some items are going to cost more. They're going to run. Uh, some of them run upwards of like ten bucks, ten even like fourteen dollars. I think some of the charcuterie boards. Oh yeah, the are charcuterie expensive. is expensive. Um, and then alcohol uh, varies even more than that. Mm-hmm. Uh, some drinks, I think. There may be a few that go as low as $4, and then you have some that go as high as $15. It really all depends on what it is, um, whether that's wine. Usually beers are are pretty on the cheaper side for the most part. Any type of mixed drink normally is going to run you 10 to 12 bucks. Like I said, that mojito that we talked about earlier was $10, and it was was a lot to swallow uh, for that. But Yeah, and a nice thing with the beers is that you can typically get flights. Yeah, so uh, you can get a flight, which is going to be a smaller portion size than what you would purchase if you purchased the the single serving outright. But uh, I think most flights normally run about nine bucks. Yeah, uh, but then you're getting three different beers. Yeah, so. and and, it, and I think that that's a, actually a pretty good value. It gives you mm-hmm. the ability to try some different things. So, and then where should you start? Well, typically, what we do on the first day. Um, because that changes after we've gone the first day. We'll just go where we want to go. But on the first day, we'll typically start in like the next eats area, which we talked about earlier. Um, and I say next eats, that's just the name of one of the booths, actually. Well, it's the name or, of the area. Yeah, it's the name of the area with these three booths. Um, and it's kind of behind Club Cool um, on your way, like if you're going to go to the Imagination Pavilion. Um, we kind of start in there. Uh, they kind of call that like the culinary corridor area. We go through some of those booths where they have like the chocolate studio and the cheese studio. And then we will go typically through Canada and around World Showcase back to Mexico. However, there have been years when we go the other way and go from Mexico around and finish in Canada. Yeah. I think it honestly just depends what we want to eat first and where it's closest to 
And I mean, and it really doesn't matter where you start at. You can start wherever you want. I, I always feel like Mexico, for whatever reason, always seems to be far busier than starting on the Canadian side. Which is interesting because when they tell you to get in lines for attractions or like if there's two ways to go, they tell you to go to the left first because most people will choose to go to the right first. So when you're looking at World Showcase, Mexico's to the left and Canada's to the right. So, but Hi. Quit. But people know Mexican food for the most part or our American Tex-Mex version of Mexican food. That's a good point. So I think people kind of gravitate towards that. And plus they want tequila. They want margaritas. So Yeah, uh, that's a good point. So it um, really doesn't matter where you start. No, but when we go back for a second visit, we basically have what picked out what we want to eat that day. So we will basically just go right to those booths. We don't have any particular order that we go in. It's just whatever is closest and we just start there. I guess we'll move on into what we are looking forward to this year um, that we didn't try on opening day, which uh, we didn't try a lot on opening day. No, we didn't. But I mean, our video was still like 20 some minutes long. It's still pretty long. Yeah. <laughs> but there's a there's actually quite a few places. There are some favorites from the past mm -hmm. um, and some new things as well. So something we noticed on the menu that we are both really excited to try is the warm Indian bread with pickled garlic, mango salsa, and coriander pesto dips. And that is from India, which is like right past the China Pavilion. And um, they also have the korma chicken with cucumber, tomato salad, almonds, cashews, and warm naan bread. And we have had the korma chicken before, but I'm excited for this warm Indian bread with the dips, it kind of reminds us of Sanaa over at Absolutely. Animal Kingdom Lodge. Absolutely. And the korma chicken is, is uh, like Taylor already said, I mean, it's a go-to, has been for like the last two years. I, I love mm -hmm. that. Um, there's been multiple times where we've gone back, and I've gotten it multiple times um, because it's good. Yeah, the spices that they put in there are really good. And we will actually typically get drinks in China at the China Pavilion, and then we'll go to India get the food and then we'll eat <laughs> by joe punch i think that's what it's called what something like that. mine's kung fu punch kung fu punch like. by joe punch or something i don't yeah. remember um another favorite which i'm not sure if these are the exact same or if these are a little bit different i thought these were not at food and wine last year i thought these were at like festival of the arts or flower and garden well they were at festival of the arts but the, i think these are different they might be different but uh Italy has a balsamic glaze and oven-roasted pork ribs. Uh, I've seen some pictures of them. They look pretty good. Uh, I'm excited to get back over there and mm -hmm. try those. And then uh, another thing that I just saw is the crispy chicken with marinara sauce, which mm -hmm. looks pretty good. Yeah, well, when we went to um, Festival of the Arts a couple months ago, they had really good ribs in Italy. Like, it was probably one of our favorite things. I think that was the best dish for Festival of the Arts, in my opinion. I, I thought that was uh, It great. was awesome. And then at Flower and Garden Festival, they had a really good limoncello Italian margarita. Oh, and pizza. And the pizza, which they don't have anything That's like the pizza right. in Italy. But Because I remember saying two festivals in a row, Italy really, really stood out. So we're going to see how Italy does this year. We actually yep. didn't even make it the whole way around World Showcase um, when we went on opening day. But they have listed the Italian margarita with limoncello and tequila. Yep. So I'm really excited to go back and get that again. Uh, so moving on from Italy, one thing that I'm looking forward to this year, which is a stand that I have not... Uh, ventured into very much. I think maybe it was Flower and Garden or Festival of the Arts. I don't remember. 
But uh, they had a really good baklava uh, either at Flower and Garden or Festival of the Arts. Wasn't it the honey one? It was the honey one. It was the honey... Oh, honey, honey pistachio something. <laughs> or something, I think. But uh, this year for food and wine, they have a chocolate baklava, which is rolled phyllo dough with toasted almonds and dark chocolate sauce. I think the dark chocolate sauce is really going to um, set that off. And then uh, I'm actually kind of interested to try the New York strip with the green shamula flatbread uh, with f- fresh radishes and tomato salsa. Uh, it's that something actually a little bit does different. sound interesting. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's probably something that's a little bit more Americanized. Yeah. Uh, I feel a little bit better about it rather than the spicy hummus fries uh, with cucumbers, tomatoes, onions, tzatziki, and chipotle sauce. It's, you don't want to try that? I mean, I kind of do. I just don't want to. I hate getting something that's like so spicy I can't eat it. So. Oh, yeah. I guess it does say that it is spicy. I mean, it, so. it, it, Morocco very well may be uh, another stand that we go to and I just order one of everything off the menu, uh, except for the Mimosa Royale. What? No, we're getting the Mimosa Royale with sparkling wine oh. and orange juice topped with orange liqueur. I love mimosas. Oh, of course. Well, there you go. We're going to get almost one of everything. They also have the Shimmering Sips, I think is what it's called, up at the front of World Showcase. And they had a Mimosa flight that I tried during opening day of Food and Wine Festival, and it was pretty good. So... Yeah. I want to try this mimosa, too, from Morocco. I don't think I've had it before, so. This next stand that I'm looking forward to, Josh is probably like, why did you even put this on here? And I put it on here I mean, we I knew, like, I know that this is a stand that we frequent every year. At least twice. At least twice, for sure. During the festival. And it is the Chocolate Studio. And what I get there is the Liquid Nitro Chocolate Truffle. It is really good. It is amazing. It's basically like this chocolate mousse almost that they freeze with liquid nitrogen. They top it with some caramel sauce and I believe like crushed almonds or I'm pretty sure it's almonds. And then um, serve it to you. And because Mm. it's kind of hot, it kind of starts to melt a little bit. Just enough so that it's really easy to eat with a spoon. Oh, it's so refreshing when it's so hot outside. And plus, it's chocolate. So, I mean, it's good. You can't get any better than chocolate. I mean, there's plenty of other booths that I think, yeah, obviously, we're going to end up hitting more. And just off the top of my head, something that I really want to go back and get is the shrimp scampi dip from Coastal Eats. Oh. And the crab cake from Coastal Eats. Those have oh. been two of my favorite dishes the last couple of years. And we can't forget about the filet and the cheddar cheese, like the Canadian cheddar cheese soup with pretzel. I don't think I'm going to get that. Canada. But I want to go. I can make that at home. <laughs> oh, my gosh. It's I not do. the same when you're not walking around World Showcase so. eating it. It's just overpriced. It's such a small portion. Though, oh my gosh! You know? Coming from the man that ordered a ten dollar non frozen mangito. I know. I know. <laughs> what can I do though? Is there anything else that you can think of that you're uh, you want? I know the, you're going to go back and head. get the cider flight. Uh, cider flight. I'll probably definitely end up going back for uh, flavors from fire and doing oh, the yeah. uh, what is it? The braised beef? No, it's corned beef. <laughs> the corned beef <laughs> over the uh, chips. With the with that cheese sauce over top is just so good. It's just like yeah. it's, it's like combining the Canadian 
bacon beer cheese soup. And that with, bl- that blended burger with that is just is, is fantastic. So I, I mean, we're definitely gonna end up going back to that. Yeah, there's so. so many things we needed to get around to this year. I mean, like I said, we didn't even make it the whole way around World Showcase, no. and I didn't even get anything from Mexico, and they have that really good tostada. Mm, can't yeah. wait. And and for sure, the next video that gets put out from Food and Wine will definitely be stuff all new stuff that we didn't try in the first. Yeah, video. we we will do our best to not go back, at least not show it in video until. Closer to the end, probably later in November, of like our favorites and and some things that we really enjoy. So oh yeah, we'll definitely tell you but, what all the faves were. So how about some tips for Food and Wine Festival? Now some of the things we did mention in our video from the opening day, mm-hmm. which are just some standard things that we always say. But in case you didn't see that, or maybe you're just wondering, I added them in. Yeah, so this first thing, Josh always likes to talk about this, and it's to get a gift card to kind of help track your spending a little bit. So what they do for Food and Wine Festival, and it makes it much more convenient for you than having to get your wallet out or whatever every single time you go up to a booth, is that it comes on a little like wristlet, and it's on your wrist, and it's a little like round gift card typically, or sometimes it's square. Um, just depends on the theme yep. for the year. And then they load it just like a regular Disney gift card. Um, you can reload it as many times as you want. It's literally treated just like a regular Disney gift card. You don't even have to just use it at Food and Wine Festival. You can use it anywhere on property. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's a regular yep. Disney gift card. But yep. what's really nice is when you go up to the stands, you can load it with however much money you want, 50, 100, 25, whatever you want. And every time you go up to pay, you just show them your gift card. They'll scan it, and then it just deducts it from your gift card. Super easy. And the nice thing, too, is that when they give you the receipt, you can save the receipt, and at the bottom, it'll tell you how much is left. Yes. So that's a, a, a good way to kind of manage what you're doing and think about how much you're spending. Because it's really easy to just swipe your card, your credit card, your bank card, whatever. And not Going around attention. food and wine and not, <laughs> and not realize. And you'll, I guarantee you'll blow through some money real quick. Yeah. Somebody commented on one of our posts on social media the other day and said, that they looked at everything they want to get during the festival and it added up to like four hundred dollars. Yeah. So, and that was just one single person. So, yeah. <laughs> uh, another really great benefit is that if you are coming down here, staying on property, you have purchased a package, specifically a dining package. Um, you can convert meals into snacks, and then even well, if you just get that. snacks uh, during the day, or like you get snacks every day already, you can use those to exchange for. Uh, food items. Now, it doesn't really cover alcohol at all, but mm-hmm. um, anything that is at least $5 and up is going to be the best value for your mm-hmm. snack ticket or your snack credit, whatever you want to call it. But if you don't know, you can break, um, I think a quick service breaks down into two. I have no idea. But you get, if you're on the regular dining plan, you get like one snack a day. Yeah, and per then- person. Yeah, per person. And then if you're on the deluxe dining plan, you get two snacks per person per, per day. day. So, I mean. It's a really great way. A lot of people, um, knowing that they're going to be here for food and wine, will try and save up all of those snacks for like the last couple of days. Mm-hmm. And then that's basically all they do is they'll just come to food and wine and that's what they'll, they'll eat. They'll just eat for dinner or for lunch mm-hmm. because it's really easy to just kind of walk around and. Yeah. different things well and we've seen a lot of people that they're like oh i have all these snacks like 
but that's not enough. I'm going to use all these so quick. And then on the last day of their vacation, they're going home with a ton of snacks from the gift shop because they didn't use all their snacks. So just you can actually use the My Disney Experience app and keep track of how many snacks you have left. So you could use those at Food and Wine Festival. So a benefit for annual pass holders is that you can actually get annual pass holder magnets. And this year they have coasters. So currently you can get the Minnie Mouse annual pass holder magnet. It's actually Chef Minnie. And then if you go four visits to Food and Wine Festival, then you can get your annual pass holder coasters. Later this year, starting in October sometime, um, you're actually going to be able to get a Remy, a Chef Remy annual pass holder magnet as well so they've been doing that during some of the festivals they switch it halfway through so you can actually get two different magnets if you're here during both times or you'll just get one or the other if you're here on vacation Mm -hmm. Uh, another good tip that i would say is always just pace yourself give yourself more than one day to actually do food and wine i think a lot of people think that i will just do food and wine in a day uh i think if you're planning to not eat lunch and dinner in two different places if you're just going to eat lunch and dinner in epcot or you want to spend the whole day in epcot it's probably a little bit more doable, but I would say give yourself at least uh, probably two days, if not three, to just kind of be able to not feel rushed, to mm-hmm. be able to pace yourself, especially if you are somebody who is really into trying different beers uh, and wines from around the world, because this is a really great place to try things from around the world. These are legit uh, beers and wines that are from Germany, China, Japan. I'm just like throwing countries out there, but, um, but you know what I mean? And, and they'll tell you on the books, but just give yourself more than one day. I, I know that it's very tempting, especially when you're on vacation, you've got an agenda that you are working towards. You want to hit all of those attractions, but food and wine is meant to be savored and not inhaled. <laughs> Um, another way that you can actually kind of help pace yourself through world showcase if you are planning on doing basically a full day at epcot for just food and wine festival um, you can stop in china and do the show before it goes away Um, that'll take up a little bit of time Um, you can kind of explore the shops in the countries Um, there's also you know you can ride frozen in norway you can ride the boat ride in Mexico with the three caballeros. You can do um, the France, the show in France, Impressions to France, and the American Adventure. And what else is there? Canada's closed. So you can just hang out in the apple seed orchard. Yeah. <laughs> but there's always entertainment in the countries that, you know, there's performers that come outside in most of the countries. So there's always something to do. And there's character meet and greets that you can enjoy throughout world showcase as well so just to kind of help pace yourself between stopping and eating that way you're not gorging yourself all day and one thing that i totally glossed over and i think i glossed over this because we have never done this before ever i mean at any festival and we haven't even done the guardians of the galaxy show which is not part of the festivals but entertainment is a huge thing at at any of these festivals and uh for food and wine uh, they have bands. Some are very, I mean, they're within within the span of history. They are all, at some point, pretty popular bands or have mm-hmm. had some pretty popular one-hit wonder songs um, that will come in and they will play back in the American Adventure Pavilion. And what is something very specific to note is that that does not cost you anything extra. No. If you have a ticket to come into Epcot and you're walking around Epcot and you're riding rides, um, if 
if you see the showing of everybody who's playing and it's somebody that that day that you're there that you want to go see, you can just get in line and uh, as long as you can get a seat in there, you can sit down and watch. It doesn't cost you anything extra. It, it is important to note that you do need to get there pretty early before the shows start because yeah. they are very popular. Um, and you'll see people queuing up, I think sometimes almost like two hours before the shows start. Yeah, it can be a little bit crazy. But um, I know that this year, 98 degrees is here mm-hmm. um, at some point in time. And I remember in the past that the plain white tees were here. You know, the song yeah. Hey Delilah. Oh, yeah. From years ago now. <laughs> and one more thing about um, kind of kind of pacing yourself, but also kind of helping you to be able to try more things is in if you're with somebody else or with friends, um, you can share. So order oh, yeah. a couple things and mm-hmm. share between yourself. So um, instead of Josh and I getting, you know, the same thing he gets one and i get one and it's the same we'll get you know two different things and then kind of halves it or yeah. take bites from each other that way we get more than just what we're ordering each time uh you know food and wine now that i think about it, is is very much a fine dining experience in the fact that if you've ever done a fine dining experience something similar to victorian albert's is that um it's a bunch of somewhat small plates over several courses and mm-hmm. you feel maybe like at first like this isn't going to fill me up but you will find that very quickly uh you get full very fast i mean over only maybe three or four items yeah so uh, again yeah keep that in mind split it's a good way to pace yourself it is and then another thing that josh insists on doing every single year but then we never use it well i never use it because i'm always carrying around a camera I don't really have the ability. If I had like three arms, I might be able to do it, but I only have two. So what I would say is that if you are coming in is to buy one of these. It's a little dusty because it's been sitting on the shelf. But um, this is basically just a food and wine tray. This is from 2016. This is the oh, that's first, our first one. First year that we were down here, which is pretty cool. I didn't realize that. Me either. Um, I don't know where the other ones are at. I don't know if I even bought one last year. No, I'm I got one sure in 2000. I got one in 2017. Um, but what's really nice is that if you notice, uh, there's a place for you to put your drink and then plenty of space for your food. So you can actually walk around. You can eat. You can drink. You can eat. You can drink. You don't have to put it down on a table. You don't have to have a table. Mm-hmm. Um, you can put it down on a trash can if you're not comfortable with putting it Right down on a trash can, I guess. Uh, I, don't I know. heard somebody saying how disgusting we were the other day because we were eating on a trash can, and I forgot to tell you about it. Yeah. Where? Uh, it was a guy sitting right behind you on a curb. He was like, that is so disgusting. And oh, I man, was I wish like, I would have heard oh. that. I was like, okay. He was telling his kids how gross we were for eating on a trash can. Because that have been like, hey, <laughs> see all those tables over there? This trash can's like 100 times cleaner it than It is the, the official table. <laughs> so uh, just something to keep in mind, though, that does cost you... I don't know. I don't even remember how much. I think those they were are. like seven or eight bucks. They yeah. really actually weren't that expensive yeah, for Disney merchandise. They're not basically. that bad, and it's a great. I mean, it's a, and it's also like a great souvenir. Here's something that I thought would be interesting: is just to, you know, if there was one thing that we could change about Food and Wine Festival as we begin to wrap up this podcast, uh, what would you change about Food and Wine if you could change it? Well, I want to see what you would change because you left your part blank i left mine blank because i wanted you to think about what you were going to say 
Well, I know what I'm going to say, and that is that I wish there were more frozen drinks at the festival. From one perspective, I could see how that would not make sense because it's so hot out and it might melt and blah, blah, blah. But from my perspective, and I'm living here and I know that it's hot all the time, having a frozen drink and drinking it, you know, in a pretty timely manner before it melts is very refreshing in this very hot weather. It's a great point. I also wish that they had um, a few more fruity cocktail options. Now, I know this is food and wine festival, but I feel like there's a lot more beers than there are wines, um, at least from me looking at the menu. Um, But they don't have a ton of cocktail options, at least not at every booth, which I wish they did. And if they didn't have a fruity cocktail, then they could just add a frozen drink, which would be fine with me. But I know they have the Frosé in the Alps. They have the Lemoncello Margarita, which I'm not sure if it's a frozen margarita or not. It didn't say. And then um, I know they always have a, like, frozen slushy drink in France. So, But if they could add a couple more of those, that would be great. And another thing... uh, Yeah, I have a couple. I have a list. I have a whole list. Oh, my goodness. From, I mean, it's, uh, I want to say it's not that demanding, but I mean, it would make them have to add some things, but whatever. Um, From Flower and Garden Festival, they had the Orange Bird Sipper Cup. That was a very hot commodity, and I wish that they would do more souvenir cups like that, or at least like one at a single stand every festival. So that's all we need to do is just buy more merchandise that once it's used at one time, it'll never be used again. But I just think it's a really cool idea. Like, I mean, come on. How many of those Orange Bird Sipper Cups do you think they sold? Oh, I'm sure they sold uh, And they are so cute. Ours is sitting like right back. You don't I even don't know think where it's he, at. I don't think you can see it because it's like behind Josh. But they do this year have the little souvenir apple from the apple seed orchard but it's not a cup really so i do wish they would add just just at least one souvenir cup each year and then um my last thing i think is that i wish they would change the logo every year yeah i will say that it seems like the last at least the last two years have not really changed because that book right there is from i think last year yeah it is so we've oh no no Oh, no, wait. wait That's right from 2017. So oh, there's 2016 right there on the right. So we have basically had the same, like, Remy, Ratatouille characters yeah, and theming for the last three years. And as somebody that might be coming here on vacation, that might not be as big of a deal because you're probably only coming to Epcot, like, once, twice, maybe three times during your visit. But somebody that lives here that's going to Epcot, like, maybe once a week or more in some people's cases not ours but like going and seeing that multiple times throughout the food and wine festival season and then coming back the next year and seeing it again throughout the whole season and then the next year and seeing it again throughout the whole season i mean like it's kind of boring this year especially because out in the front of the park they're doing some refurbishment so you walk in and you don't see anything and then you finally get clear back behind spaceship earth you're like basically walking into world showcase and they finally have some of the displays and it's the same stuff you've been looking at for the last two now this is the third year yeah i mean it would be nice to to get some variety in there i think they've been doing some variety with flower and garden 
Uh, yeah. But I mean, it's easier with flower and garden to change the topiaries a little bit, but like they really don't have that much display stuff out for food and wine festival. Like, come on. I know they have some really good people in like their design. Like, come on. It's Disney for crying out loud. Yeah. They have some really cool things that they are putting out there. And like, I mean, think about all the movies and all the characters. I understand that Remy is and Ratatouille is like a food based movie. So that makes sense. But if you're going to keep it, those characters, just change the artwork around a little bit. Like, I think that would be so much better than the same stuff I've been looking at for the last three years now. Yeah, it'd be nice to see some change. And you guys know that I'm not a negative Nancy. I try to be very positive about pretty much everything. But that is one thing that has been driving me insane. When we walked into Epcot, I was so let down when I saw those maps and the little passport booklets. It definitely felt like exactly the same thing i'm trying to see i thought i had a book i think i left it out in the living room but um i just to compare that 2017 one to this year's but whatever i mean it is what it is so so what are the things that you would like to change oh and also just so you know i do still love food and wine festival i just wish they would change that things anyway josh's turn (laughs) um so what would i change about food and wine festival first and foremost i would actually adopt something more similar to Seven Seas Food Festival. And being that I would incorporate, again, a some type of punch card system because I think that that would really uh, add more value to what people are doing. It, it gives them, I don't know, just it, it makes it feel like they're a little bit more valued, I think, in some form or fashion. Mm-hmm. Um, and then also... Well, they did it at California Adventure they for do, Food they and do, Wine Festival. They do do it at California Adventure And we Adventure did save a little bit of money yeah. by purchasing we their did. card but it wasn't a punch card it was like a tear yeah i mean card. whatever but it's some type of pre-paid certain amount of items that you can get which saves you a little bit of money um on top of that you know it would be nice to see them not uh kind of nickel and diming us on the drinks i think you're like i said i mean it was ten dollars for that frozen mojito and that was what maybe Four, and eight five. ounce, six ounce. Oh, it was so small, honey. Like in your hand, you couldn't even see the cup. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, I mean, it, your hands are bigger than mine. It's but not. Still. They're not big cups, and I think that that's can be sometimes very, very frustrating. I mean, you're paying for yeah. some of the wines, you know, that are nine dollars. You're you're paying for. You're probably right. Maybe four ounces yeah. in those little I mean, wine like in those little wine cups, cups, which I understand, but like. It's a pretty steep price for the small oh, samples yeah. you're I'm, getting. I mean, Especially it, when you go to like restaurants and stuff and they give you samples for free most of the time. Right. Um, and so it, it's a little bit more frustrating when you go to some of these other places um, that don't get a lot. They don't get a, a very high reputation for multiple reasons, but are trying to do a really great job of this. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think Disney is just kind of doing it because they know that no matter what, people are going to pay it anyways. And yeah. of course, I mean, I'm still going to pay it anyways, but that's definitely something that I would change. I mean, it's... yeah. You know, it's pretty rough. What else would I change about Food and Wine Festival? I would have uh, started building that festival pavilion already, <laughs> for crying out loud. But uh, yeah. I, I don't know. I mean, I think I agree with what Taylor said on a, on a few things with uh, changing yeah. it up and, and stuff like that. Yeah, and it's not something they need to change, but it's something I'm looking forward to, and I hope they do it um, like first with all the renovations coming to Epcot. I hope they get that festival center up quickly. Yeah. Because I want there to be a festival center when I go to Epcot for a festival. 
Yeah, I mean, it just it adds <laughs> it adds another experience to mm-hmm. the great experience that you're having already. But and you know, it has all your merchandise in one place. Everything that yeah. you absolutely need to know about the festival, you can find out at the festival center. Yeah. So, I mean, all your seminars are there. You don't really have to look and find out, oh, where do I need to be to go for this thing? Like, that's where it's at. Of course, there will always be more food and wine videos coming out from us. We're actually going to be trying to get over there this weekend, uh, trying some different things, trying some new stuff. Of course, mm-hmm. not going to be showing you. And I hope it's not as hot. It oh, it's so going to be hot. hot. It's going to be. We it's going to be hot. Uh, those are like a. It's going to be May. Yeah, but I said hot and stuff. Oh, my gosh. I can't wait. We, when we do this podcast in April. Oh my gosh. I want to make sure, I don't care what day of the week it is. We are posting our April, our last April episode on April 30th so that I can say, and tomorrow it's going to be May. I don't know why I'm talking about this in September. I don't know why either, but. Well, you brought it up. (laughs) Um, But yeah, so be on the lookout for more Food and Wine Festival videos. They will be coming out uh, as well as if you've made it this far along in the podcast, there will be some Halloween Horror Nights. Because it starts starts today if you're listening to this podcast on Friday, September the 6th. So I don't know. Do you have anything else to add? No, I think that's pretty much it. The only thing is I think that we need to purchase a Food and Wine Festival mug Uh, this year. I, I will need to get one. We were trying to pick out mugs for this episode to drink out of, and we had to use Flower and Garden because we didn't have Food and Wine Festival mugs or cups or anything. Oh, like. I could have gotten my uh, my oh. thing that I just bought, my my metal water bottle. Oh, why didn't you drink that. about Forgot Oh, about man. It. I do have something from, from Food and Wine Festival. But you were but drinking coffee, and coffee wouldn't have been no. good in that. But anyways, thank you again, everybody, for joining us this week and every week. Uh and we'll see you in the next video. And that's the weekly breakdown? I thought that was mine. Oh, sorry. Sorry.